Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday. If you would like to be part of our Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour program today, 800 848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And as always, news bursting from the seams in so many directions. We'll never get it all, but we're going to do a valiant attempt to try to get to as much of it as possible, starting with the lifting of the mask men for children under five years old. Mayor Adams took a courageous stand today. I'm telling you, the courage this man has is just unbelievable. Now that school is about out, a couple of more weeks, June 27th, Mayor Adams says that it's no longer necessary, starting June 13th, to have kids between the ages, youngsters, two and four, mask up. How utterly brave of him. Long overdue. Long overdue. Yes, we are going to talk about the January 6th show that begins tonight, starring Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinziger, and a bunch of other rabid leftist Democrats that will be on most of the mainstream network. If you don't want to watch it, there are plenty of alternatives. You don't have to be glued to your television to watch this January 6th kangaroo court committee dispel their narrative of January 6th on Television, I'd be interested to know, if you care to comment, whether any of you have any real interest in watching it or whether you are just going to ignore it or or do something else. I haven't made up my mind. I mean, I just can't see me sitting down watching these rabid Democrats. This is all a Donald Trump hate fest. That's all it is. That's all it has ever been. It is a political one-sided, stacked deck with Trump haters such as Liz Cheney, Adam Kinziger, Pelosi trying to convince the American people that democracy was, and the American Republic was really threatened in a very serious manner. And it wasn't. Now, that doesn't mean that people that entered the Capitol and committed vandalism and so forth didn't do something that was utterly absurd and heinous. They did. Many of them are being punished far beyond what the crimes they did call for. In fact, there was a beautiful staged piece of political theater this morning where a representative that's running for office and for the governor in Michigan was arrested. Because he was part, he was there. He never entered the Capitol building. But he was arrested anyway. Maybe they'll toss him 
in solitary confinement, give him bread and water, deny him medical care, like they've done so many other, not the bread and water part, but there were complaints about the lousy food and complaints about the lack of medical care that those people that have been charged with crimes are sitting languishing in a jail that sounds like it's run like Abu Ghraib was supposedly run. And yet, of course, no outrage from the defenders of freedom on the left and liberty. But before we get to the January 6th show in depth, as much depth as we'll get into it, let's review a few other stories. $5 a gallon of gas sparks surge of drivers who run out of fuel. Skyrocketing gas prices have led to a surge in drivers left stranded on the road because they only have enough money to partially fill up their tanks, according to new data. That's from AAA. The Automobile Club serviced 50,787 out-of-gas calls in April. And if that was in April, can you only imagine what it's going to be like in May? That was a 32% increase. And you know how much gas prices have risen since April. People, it is not only people that are being left on the road. Get this. There is a news report, and I thought I printed the story feverishly looking for it now. There was a report of a police department that has run through. Here it is. Incredible transition update. $5 a gallon gas, 32% jump in AAA gas stranded calls, and Michigan County rations 911 responses. Here's what has happened there. A local police district in Michigan has run through their budget for fuel. And now, since they don't have enough money to pay for fuel, they're rationing how they respond to emergency calls. Isabella County in Michigan. For the next several months, they don't have enough money to buy gasoline. So... When residents, and by the way, what an invitation for criminals, no? You can roll the dice and say, I wonder if they'll respond if I burgle this place. I wonder if they'll respond if I commit violence on this person because they don't have the money. The good people in law enforcement don't have the money to come get us. What is this that we're seeing? This is That's for Dr. Pohl. Oh, Dr. Pohl. Isabella County. Thank you for that. I hope he has enough money to take care of the animals. We are seeing, ladies and gentlemen, what the Green New Deal looks like in America. This is the Green New Deal. This should make every progressive proud. This is what liberals have wanted for America ever since they began talking about eliminating fossil fuels. 
You are witnessing it now. Liberals have long said that we in the United States are paying too little for gas, not like our counterparts in Europe and other nations. And as a result, we have love affairs with our automobiles. Well, now, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, progressives. We have eliminated the pipeline, as you know, one of the first things Joe Biden did. We have stopped energy-producing leases from taking effect on federal lands. Thank you, Joe Biden. The Biden administration has tried their best to roll back every single policy that Donald Trump put into place to make America an oil-exporting nation rather than an oil-importing nation. And now Joe Biden, Democrats, are back again on their hands and knees, crawling to Saudi Arabian princes and kings, asking them to control the levers of supply so that we can at least catch a little break in oil prices. And they're laughing all the way to the bank. Meanwhile, Americans don't have enough money to get from here to there. They are having to limit the way that they live. They're having to limit their travels, which is exactly, my friends, this is exactly what the left wanted, and they are getting it. You are witnessing right now what the Green New Deal, the beginning stages of the Green New Deal looks like. You don't see things, though, that you would normally see if a Republican were in office and heading all of this. Here's what you would see if there were Republican in office. Almost every single newscast by a mainstream outlet would lead with a hardship story. Somebody at the gas tank who's only putting in a few dollars worth and can't afford it and crying because they can't get to work or can't take their child to school. There would be profiles of elderly citizens sitting in their house wrapped up three, four, five blankets around them because they can't afford heating oil. And you would have senators on the floor of the Senate, Democrat congressmen, Democrats on the House, saying, why is it that Americans' seniors have to choose between eating dog food and paying for energy costs and buying their medicine? But because it's Joe Biden in office, we're not seeing those stories. We're not seeing the tales of woe, the hardship that people are facing because Americans' energy budget has been blown through the roof. Thank you, Joe Biden. Instead, what we get is Joe Biden going on some so-called comedian show on ABC, whining about how Republicans ought to go to jail, bumbling around, And I feel sorry for Joe Biden, and I really mean this, folks. We had another picture of him the other day stumbling up Air Force One, falling his way up the stairs. He's on Jimmy Kimmel's show, and apparently I didn't watch that because I don't watch it. Never will watch Jimmy Kimmel if I can at all help it. But from everything that I've read and heard, he bumbled his way through another interview. And they had to cut to commercials to stop the embarrassment if the news reports I'm reading are accurate. And who, I mean, who in their right mind wants to be dealing with this in their old age? I think all of us have a natural fear as we grow older, thinking, what happens to me? 
What happens if when my mental faculties go? What happens if I can no longer physically take care of myself? What happens if I get dementia? What happens if I get Alzheimer's? What we are witnessing and have witnessed is the decline of a man who happens to be the president of the United States. It's not pretty who happens to be the president of the United States. And I don't have, I don't want to mock him. I don't want to laugh at him for any of this. I see people laughing at him falling up the stairs of Air Force One. It's not funny. It's sad. He's trying his best, I suppose, to hold on to what is supposed to be the perfect photo op of a, of a vibrant president making his way up to Air Force One, but he can't pull it off sometimes. This is the second time. You remember the first one where the wind kept blowing him over like he was a stick figure. He'd get up, the wind would blow him over again. This is not funny. These continued quote-unquote gaffes, they're not gaffes. He's forgetting what he's talking about. In some cases, he makes no sense. In some cases, he makes up stories about things that have never happened because I guess in his mind, he's confused between reality and what did happen and what he wishes would have happened in his own mind. And this is on parade for the entire world to see. It is not funny. It is sad. It is sad that the United States is being led by a man who is no longer apparently capable of keeping it together at various points during his official day or official functions. It is not funny. Speaking of not funny, there has been violence in pro-life groups Headquarters, again, firebombs, arsons. That's also not being reported because the left has this thing about violence. It only matters if they think they can blame it on the right wing. James Golden, Boston Early's Rush Hour, 848 WABC's number to call, 800-848-9222. We are coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, rush, rush. Ain't that peculiar? And the answer is yes, it is. Marvelous Marvin Gaye brings us back on 77 WABC. What does a January 6th hearing victory look like for Democrats? That question was raised in The Hill today. Democrats cheering the congressional investigation into last year's violent attack on the Capitol face a tricky question as they make their case against former President Trump. Uh huh. What does a victory look like? The answer, my friend, is not blowing in the wind. The answer 
seems to be as diverse as the House Democrat caucus itself. A number of lawmakers said they want the open proceedings, which begins in prime time tonight, to provide a high-stakes history lesson of sorts, revealing not only what happened on January 6, 2021, when a pro-Trump mob tried to block the peaceful transfer of power, but why the threat to democracy remains real. And who do they go to? None other than the fraudulent member of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff. If we reach people with an open mind and inform the public of how close we came to losing our democracy and provide a sense of urgency about how we're not out of the woods, I think we will have succeeded. In other words, he wants to scare you to death with the lie, with the blatant lie that American democracy was close to being over on this one day. Can we just put a stop to that garbage nonsense right now? We had, yes, a mob of people, if you want to call them that, that went into the Capitol. Within a few hours, the place was dispersed. These people were out of there. And for the next few months, the FBI spent more resources than any of us have ever witnessed them doing for anything else like Hillary's emails or any other thing to find every person that was at that rally and went in there. They used social media. They used snitches. They used whatever was at their disposal, no matter what the cost, and they found and arrested over 600 people. The same people that couldn't tell us what happened with the Fast and Furious gun running program that the Obama administration instigated that left one of our Border Patrol agents dead. No answers on that. The same people that could never tell us what happened with Hillary Clinton's email and where all those thousands of emails that she deleted disappeared to. The same people who can't tell us a damn thing about Hunter Biden's laptop. The same people who were never able to tell us anything about the criminality the Democrats ran with their Russia hoax, who in fact were involved in it. They were able to track down these people on January 6th. But let's be really clear about something. American democracy was never and not remotely threatened. We didn't ever have the full power of the federal government even called out to deal with the threat as it took place. We had the Capitol Police. And a few others. Later on, the National Guard was called in, and they brought in and chained off the Capitol like there was some big threat for months and months, and no one ever tried to violate the chains. There was no threat to American democracy. The American military has planes, has drones, has hundreds of thousands of able bodies who could have snuffed out an insurrection within three minutes if they wanted to, within one minute, and left thousands of these people dead if they really thought that America's democracy was at a threat. It never was. This is a lie. It has been a lie. American democracy was never threatened. And if you look at the process of what happened on January 6th, The the results of the election were never threatened. Even if Mike Pence had said, you know what? 
I'm going to go along with what Trump wants me to do, and I'm going to reject this. That wouldn't have been the end of anything. It would have ended up in the court system where it was, and nothing would have been threatened. This is a lot of bull, and you know what the other word is. This so-called insurrection was nothing more than we have seen in American cities. I refer you back to Scott Walker in, in, in Wisconsin when he, through a Democrat process, being elected, working through the legislature, when Scott Walker came up with the idea that, okay, we're going to stop this collective bargaining for most of the public workers. Something, by the way, that, that many prominent Democrats used to argue should never take place. This idea that there should be government unions. Do you remember what happened in Wisconsin? Well, if you don't, I will tell you. Democrats took over the entire state capitol. Thousands of them surrounded it. They went in. They displaced the members of the legislature. They were in the capital of Wisconsin and took it over completely. That happened in 2011. And you don't hear a word from Democrats about the insurrection in Wisconsin. February 18, 2011. 40,000 in the crowd. 40,000. Crowds crowds protesting budget-cutting moves that threatened the bargaining rights of many Wisconsin state employees grew to nearly 40,000 today. This is from February 18, 2001, ABC News. Helping paralyze Madison the state capitol, for yet another day. This wasn't just one day. These insurrectionists stopped state government for days on end. 40,000 liberals protesting. And these same Democrats whining today don't mention a word about how they took over the capitol. Remember, Michigan's capitol taken over during the COVID days, not just by protesters, heavily armed protesters protesters over the COVID restrictions. Got another story here about an 18-year-old activist that was just one person erected as a group rallied against qualified immunity for law enforcement, for law enforcement officers. This was part of the BLM protest. They went and surrounded the Iowa Capitol. You can go through and look at what liberals have done. Look at the way that they displaced the government in Seattle, Washington, with their riots and with their street riots that went on for months at a time. The same way with Portland, month after month after rioting with these people in the streets. And not one word from these Democrats about these so-called insurrections. Instead, what we get is this phony baloney nonsense about an insurrection in Washington, D.C. that almost was the end of our democracy. It was not and would never have been. 
And for our democracy, we are a representative republic, by the way, a representative republic, not a democracy. If our representative republic were truly threatened, the armed forces of the United States would have been out and squashed it in two seconds. America was not going to fall because of these pro-Trump demonstrators. It was never in danger of falling. The only thing that's in danger of falling is the liberal narrative about it because it's built on a house of lies. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Yes, I want to get to your calls. We're coming back right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77. You can hear us worldwide. All you have to do is get that WABC app, wabcradio.com. Keep it with you day and night. And we are with you all the time. Now, let us get back to some thoughts of violence and and guns and stuff by visiting The View for a few minutes. And poor Joy Behar, she, uh, be nice. Okay, I'm I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to try to restrain myself from describing Joy Behar's intellectual skills. Joy Behar responding to the other leftist on the show, one of the other leftists, Sonny Hostin. Sonny Hostin brought up how the terrorist attacks of 9-11 fundamentally changed the airline industry. Why haven't politicians done the same with regard to these mass shootings? Of course, always on the minds of these people is so-called white supremacy, blotty, 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 blah, the one-note samba of white supremacy and racism. It's all that comes out of their minds, their mouths. And then Joy Behar chimed in. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change, said Joy Behar. Apparently, Miss Behar is so ignorant about black people, she dressed up in blackface once. Of course, she got a pass for that, like most other liberals do when they dress up in blackface. But apparently, Miss Behar doesn't know that black people in America already have guns, and they don't need your permission to buy any more, Miss Behar. They have guns, and the law hasn't changed because black people have guns. In fact, if you look at the illegal guns that are in the hands of black youth in this country, it is astounding, especially when you consider how they're being used to kill other black youths with impunity. And the laws don't change, except in liberal places where the laws change to allow these criminals to get back on the streets. Thanks to the money that pours in from liberals like George Soros to elect these liberal DAs like Bowden, who was just recalled out of San Francisco, and like Bragg, who's still holding on to his job somehow in New York. But this 
ignorance, this wholesale ignorance. Like, she's some expert on black people. Somebody needs to tell Joy Behar to shut up when it comes to black people because she never knows what she's talking about. Just shut your damn mouth, Joy. Just shut up when it comes to black people because you never have a clue as to who black people are, what they want, what the condition is like in many black and black communities around the country, and why would you know? It's not like you hang out there. All you do is just flap your gums with whatever is swirling around in your brain at the moment. And Lord only knows where that comes from. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. What does that mean anyway? What that means, I think what she's trying to say, is that white folks in America will be so intimidated by having black people with guns that they'll quickly change the law to outlaw guns because they don't want black people to have guns. I think that ignorance is what she was trying to spout. She doesn't even realize that one of the reasons that the NRA came into being, and a lot of people don't realize this, was to help arm black Americans who were threatened by the Democrats like Behar, her political ancestors. This woman, I'll tell you, apparently it must be good for the ratings because the way that she's allowed to stay on this program and run her mouth about things she absolutely knows nothing about is astounding. Now, let us turn to a minute and revisit the past with another flaming liberal. That would be Senate Majority Leader Chuck U. Schumer. Remember when Chuck U. Schumer weighed in about the Supreme Court? We have it. Let's go back and revisit it. Hit that. Chuck Schumer. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. That was Chuck Schumer threatening a Supreme Court justice. We are going to play it again. Please have it ready. That was Chuck Schumer upset with decision making from a justice of the Supreme Court, a duly appointed with advice and consent from the Senate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Listen to it one more time. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. DOJ charges California man 26 who wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brent Kavanaugh with attempted murder. He had tactical equipment. He had a Glock 17 zip ties. Glock 17 pistol, two magazines of ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, pistol light, duct tape, hiking boots with padding on the outside, and other items as he was outside the house of Justice Kavanaugh. Got his address online. There was a group. We don't know whether they are responsible for it. The group Ruth sent me or Ruth sent us. 
that publish the addresses of all the Supreme Court justices online. And remember what the Biden administration's response to that was when Jen Psaki was asked about it. This is what Jen Psaki had to say. Go. Has posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point? Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Uh, we obviously want people's privacy to be respected. We want people to protest peacefully if they want to to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it. We, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. The 26-year-old California native Nicholas John Rosk once again was armed with black tactical chest rig, a tactical knife, a Glock 17 pistol, two magazines, ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, pistol light, duct tape, hiking boots with padding on the outside of the soles so he could sneak in quietly, and even more. I guess he was there to deliver the whirlwind that Chuck Schumer, a United States senator, the Senate Majority Leader, had promised a Supreme Court justice. And these people have the audacity to tell us that what happened on January 6th was a threat to this republic. Let us head to the telephones. Kelly, Wall Township. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77, Bo Sterling's Rush Hour. What's on your mind this afternoon, Kelly? Yes, hi, Bo. It's Kelly. Um, I You asked earlier if we were going to watch the uh, June 6th uh, proceedings, you know. Um, I yeah, the January 6th show. Mm-hmm. January 6th, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to watch one second of it. Um, I uh, Earlier... Uh, on that day on the coverage, I actually saw a group of people walk right by um, guards um, towards the Capitol. Um, I was shocked. I thought, why aren't they stopping them? Um, I think that um, people just were not stopped. I think the reinforcements that could have been there weren't there. Um, I think that it was it was theater. Um, and the fact that these people are being held for this amount of time when people, um, you know, in New York City, um, criminals in New York City can be, um, you know, arrested 19, 20, 22 times for offenses and, and let out with a slap on the wrist is, um, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And uh, that's the fall of our democracy, not people walking into the Capitol on January 6th. Kelly, I saw what you saw. I saw that the doors were opened in some cases, in some cases. Now, I did see aberrant behavior that should be punished severely, but I also saw doors being opened by what looked to be somebody inside of those buildings, and people were let in. And I saw a bunch of people going in there, some of them very peacefully, into the capital that they pay money for. The United States Capitol. Whose Capitol is it? It is also theirs. Now, what happened with these people like that ridiculous QAnon guy with the horns and some of these other 
idiots that are going in stealing things, vandalizing. Of course they should be punished and punished severely. But this was in no way a threat to the entire republic. The, the American republic was not in danger of collapsing because of the antics of these few miscreants. Thank you, Kelly, for the call. Appreciate it so much. More of your calls coming up. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Remember, Catch at Night comes up next. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, and we are coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. Rush. Ah, yes. The group. Chicago. One of the most successful bands that are still playing decades after their first hit. And this was on the Chicago Transit Authority album, their first album, Beginnings. You know, you can download the 77 WABC app or go to WABCradio.com to stream 77 WABC worldwide. When you download that app, be sure to check out the podcast section. You'll find all of my podcasts, all of the podcasts from everyone else here on WABC, and those podcasts are pretty, pretty remarkable. Also, remember, John Katz up next. Let us head back to the telephones. Hewlett, Long Island, Ira, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yes, Bo. Um, I, first of all, love the show. Um, thanks to uh, Mr. Katz-Matidis for putting you on in the afternoon for my afternoon commute, and sit in the morning for my morning commute. It's like the best time of the day. But um, I wanted to say two things. First of all, you know how um, the uh, mainstream media wants to, uh, you know, use public relations to make the Republicans look bad. And so they're going to have like these announcers, you know, with this uh, grim faces and, you know, very serious about what's going on. I think that it would be great for Fox News and some of the to have someone like yourself, the way the way you analyze what what is really going on, have one of their one of their announcers like you, or well, you're not with Fox, but someone like Greg Gutfeld who could ridicule the whole thing. You know, somebody humorous. I think I think that if they did something like that, it would make make the news and really <clears throat> anger liberals and stuff like that, and um, that would kind of counteract some of the um, bad public relations that they're trying to give to the. Republicans. The second thing I wanted to say was just like what you did, you played that um, that soundbite of Chuck Schumer uh, talking about the whirlwind and you're going to get it coming to you and seeing the results of it coming. I'm, someone should make a viral video of that so that it becomes viral. And, and even people can't Republicans running for the midterm elections should show that the Senate majority leader, you know, and what what the democrat what the democrats are doing and causing things like that and use that in their 
in their um, commercials when they run for election. To Absolutely. Make the people. You talk about a threat to the republic. The Democrats have presented a threat to the republic ever since their party has been in power, and they are continuing and present danger to the American Republic. I thank you so much for the call. Let us go to, uh, Ira, thank you so much. Let's go to Rich in East Meadow. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on Bo Sterling's Rush Hour. What's up, Rich? Hey, James, thank you. Um, this television production, the Democrat ball, it's going to be a complete dumpster fire. The country's a dumpster fire, excuse me. The federal government is a disaster. The American people know exactly what's going on, and I say this backfires on them. Would you change anything if you could? I would. Um, here's the here's the thing. It is going to be effective to people who are predisposed to thinking uh, that their Trump hate uh, knows no bounds. Those Trump haters are always going to be Trump haters. This is just going to fuel them on. This is, as you know, going to be produced, I think, by a former ABC production wizard and all that stuff. So obviously they're looking to put on a theatrical presentation but in the long run, I don't think they're going to succeed with this. I think some, they keep on this January 6th, January 6th drumbeat. People are worried about how to fuel their gas tanks. People are going to be stranded on the road, not in front of their television sets. People are still wondering how to get baby food for their children right now because we still have that going on. We have a surge of illegal immigrants threatening to cross the border. We have violence out of control in every single Democrat city in this nation. Those are the things that Americans want answered to. I think many Americans are sick of hearing about January 6th. Sick of, you notice that these liberals get all whiny and moaning. Notice how quickly they put up a fence around their precious capital when they thought they were under attack. But they can't build a damn wall to keep our borders safe. They certainly can put up a wall when they think they're under attack. This shows the hypocrisy of these people. They don't care whether illegal immigrants come into this country and kill American citizens. They don't care whether criminals get out of jail and kill American citizens and rape and pillage. They don't care. Not one bit, in fact, their policies encourage more of it, and they seem to want more of it. But yet, if they the least bit threatened, they don't stop. One second later, they have action. We're going to protect ourselves. They can't put up fences around these schools, can they, where American children are being shot to death? Yet they can put a fence around to protect their own heinies when they think that their heinies are threatened. This ought to just show you. They think we're the peasants, and they are the elite class, and they deserve to be protected. These same Democrats who whine about defund the police, defund the police, they're walking around with government-paid security, private security forces to protect their heinies. But they don't care about your heinie. They don't care about your children's heinie. No. They don't care about protecting the borders of this country. And then they're going to tell us with a straight face that our republic is in trouble. <sighs> Unbelievable. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Thank you, Rich, for the call. John, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, and it's Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, John? 
Hello, Bo. Uh, good afternoon. I got a simple question for you that uh, I haven't been able to uh, research and find out what the answer to it is. Now, this fellow that came from uh, California to uh, Maryland to assassinate Kavanaugh, do you have any idea how he made that trip? Nope, I do not. All I know is I read today his parents say, oh, this is out of character for him. He's never like that. Oh, we don't understand. That's the, But I'll look into it. How did he get there? How long did it take him to get there? Yep, okay, good question. Uh, you know, I have another question. I got a question for you, John. Here's my question for you. Have you seen Nancy Pelosi's husband? Have you, you know, he got arrested on DUI, supposedly arrested. Have you seen his mugshot anywhere, John? No. Oh. Just just the one time early when they showed the mugshot. Well, it wasn't a mugshot. It was a, uh, a picture of him and his wife, I guess, in their, their finest going to uh, probably a party. Yeah, it's funny. Anybody else gets arrested for DUI, anybody else gets arrested by anything, their mugshots are all over the news within 10 minutes. And here you are, married to the Speaker of the House of Representatives. You get pulled over, 80-something years old, supposedly smashed up a bunch of stuff in your car, and nobody's seen your mugshot. How does that work exactly? I'd like to know the trick to getting that one over. Let's go. Thank you, John, from Bridgeport. Let's go to Mitch in Brooklyn, New York. Time is dwindling. Mitch, what point would you like to make this afternoon? Hello, Mr. Golden. It's good to be with you. You know, the country's starving for great, charismatic leadership. And Matthew McConaughey gets up there at the podium the other day and pays a beautiful tribute uh, to the families that are suffering in Uvalde. Heartfelt. He humanizes the loss of life and tells these tragic stories that make you really understand what, what really occurred and you feel the pain, and then he turns right on a dime, and he gives a stump Democrat speech about gun control, saying we need red flag laws, we need more background checks, and we need to extend the age to 21 in order to own an AR-15 rifle. But that, that you know, for, for as can I just cite to you? Can, can I just cite to you? A quote that should put all of this in context, please. Time's running out. Thank you for the call, Mitch. The quote is from our beloved late Rush Limbaugh. Liberals are liberals first. And that's all you have to know about liberals, no matter what else they are, no matter how impassioned it was, no matter whatever else happens at the end of the day, liberals are liberals first and will always act like liberals first. We're out of time. Cats up. Catch the night up next. James Golden, Bo Snurley, our Bo Snurley Rush Hour back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Senator Ron Johnson with us tomorrow. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Hope you have a great night, folks. We'll see you here tomorrow, 4 p.m. for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.